welcome back to Wednesday Night Fight Back. We had inflation numbers last week that uh, were surprising on the upside. We have very, very stubborn inflation in the UK. And as a result, the Bank of England put up interest rates yet again, which is imposing massive costs on mortgage holders and other people with variable loan debt. Um, so you remember, Michael, in the Vietnam War, the American army uh, got into this habit of destroying a village in order to save it. So the basic question is, is the Bank of England destroying the UK economy in order to save it? William, in many parts of, the, of uh, Britain, that job has already been done. Um, and, you know, we've had, uh, it, it's, it's worth saying, and actually it's a material point that, you know, when you've done enough damage to enough parts of the country, you're going to have problems. And mm. part of the reason why we've got this stubbornly high inflation right now is as a legacy, not merely, or I think not even mainly because of Bank of England uh, mm. problems and Bank of England's policy, but because we have a supply problem. Actually, we have mm. two problems. Our inflation problem has two roots, one of which is a terms of trade shock. When energy mm. prices go up so dramatically, um, they f go through to the rest of the, of the economy, and they go through slowly. So mm. now this terms of trade shock, uh, you see it on your bill in the supermarkets because supermarkets are simply trying to claw back some of the, the, the lost margin that, that they lost mm. last year because of, um, mm. in, because of those rising energy prices. Now, that's termed greedflation. Actually, it's just they're just doing what everyone else is doing. They're just trying to protect their own margins that they were mm. used to. That's the first thing. We have a terms of trade shock. The second problem we have is a supply problem. Mm. Inflation isn't high because we've, got a because we've got excessive demand. I look at um, the volume of retail sales. Retail sales volumes now, believe me, are no higher than they were in mid-2018. Mm. And they're not growing, really. Mm. Mm. So essentially, that tells you that you've not got a demand problem. It's not demand that's doing the, 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 the damage. It's supply. And if you put up interest rates to crush demand, you're really not going to start addressing the, 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 the really difficult supply issues. That's my starter. Well, yeah, I can see it doesn't, it doesn't deal with the fundamental chronic macroeconomic, macroeconomic problems we've got. It doesn't, it doesn't deal with the trade problem and all the other things. But my concern is that um, in, in the real world, uh, where you're having some, some households having you know, twice the mortgage they paid, and in some cases three times, mm. uh, the knock-on effects will just destroy the economy, literally. I mean, the, the nighttime economy or, you know, people going out to pubs and restaurants, any discretionary spend in those particular households will be destroyed. And I, I realise that a minority of British households have mortgages and only a percentage of them have variable mortgages, but it seems to be, on the, in the terms that you were talking about, if there, if there isn't a problem with demand uh, pulling prices up, then the Bank of England's policy of, of, of ramping interest rates up seems crazy. And uh, if they wait, any, in any case, there are some base effects that are going to bring down inflation to 5% at the end of the year anyway. Do you agree with that? Oh, without a doubt. But those really, you aren't going to see those uh, coming through in the numbers until the July and October CPIs. And of course, you're not going to see those until... August and September and December and, mm. and, and January. So it's just, you know, the data, the relief comes 
far too late to stop the problems that are there now. But listen, I agree with you, actually, about, about, about interest rates. Bank of England mm. is trying to address the wrong problem. Um, mm. But that's because that's the only problem they can. It's the only hammer they've got, if you like. Let's just see, let's just remind yeah. ourselves of, of what the of why we've got these these these, uh, the, these supply issues, and a lot of it has got to do with mobility of all kinds, mm. regional, mm. local, mm. Um, uh, and social. Mm. Um, just if you think of mobility problems around West Yorkshire, say you're in Bradford, which I don't mm. know, you're not there in Bradford at the moment, and you get a and you you get a job offer in Leeds, or you have a job offer mm. in Leeds. You don't have a car. How on earth are you going to get to and from it? Mm. You know, and the answer is with enormous difficulty and with an enormous amount of time because there is totally inadequate transfer infrastructure in West Yorkshire. Mm. Mm. All right, then imagine more seriously that you're in Hartlepool and you know there are good jobs down in London. But guess what? Your educational mm. disadvantage and your social disadvantage makes it very unlikely you're going to be able to apply for them. Well, mm. You know, you, you're just not the right guy because we've got these huge inequalities. But let's say you've been incredibly good at school mm. and you, you're well qualified. You're completely qualified for that job. You're in Hartlepool how, mm. and your job is in London. How are you, how, are you, well, can't be, be, yeah. how can you take it up? The, 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 the inequalities of costs and wealth mm. are now so extreme that you have crushed the labour market supply. Mm. No, I can see that. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, my particular focus is always on housing. And I think one of the biggest mistakes post-war of any government was the twenty was the coalition government's failure to borrow <clears throat> at virtually one percent or even less and build some houses uh, in the public sector, which would have yielded minimum three three and a half percent. Absolute no-brainer to build capacity. If you increase supply, it would have had a downward uh, effect on price. So household budgets would have eased. They could have built, they could have housed two or three million British people. They didn't yeah. do it when they could do it. So it was absolutely lamentable. Well, can I, we've sort of set it out there. Can I just ask your sort of advice to forward, forecast then as an economist? What is going to happen? I mean, have the bank, are they at the wrong side of the curve? Um, have they? Are we going to get to a situation where we we head for a recession later on the year? Inflation comes down, and then rates come down early next year. What's your best bet? What's your best guess on that? Oh well, as an economist, I never like to be. I never like to be. I try and answer these questions just because I can't any 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 more than mm. you can. What 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 I would say though is this: um, there's a lot of catastrophism um, around about how you know everything is going wrong. Um, and uh, the sterling is going to be worthless and interest rates are going to be at 15%. And I think those are wrong. Uh, mm. Actually, I would um, describe the situation very largely as situation normal, all freckled up. Mm. Um, if you look at things like profits, they're doing okay. If you look at things like return on capital, they're doing okay. If you look at things like um, bank ex leverage, it looks low. If you look at mm. private sector cash flows, they still look positive. Mm. Now, you know, we've got a policy mistake here, and that's going to hurt. But I, I'm, mm. I'm not joining the catastrophists at, at, the, at this point. I think, no, what I... Happens, I think what happens is that we continue to have higher inflation than we want. 
and we probably mm -hmm. have higher interest rates than we should have um, lasting. Well, I think they're here to stay, actually. I don't think they particularly come down. I, actually, I don't. I, I, funnily enough, looking on the bright side, I'm, I, my hope is that the Bank of England uh, Monetary Policy Committee put it, put the bank rate up by half a percent at once to get the job done. And when these base effects come in, and they are they are in the system, in the CPI and RPI, and uh, you know August down September and the end of the year, then it, they may just hold them at five percent. And and actually, I agree on an optimistic note. I don't object to capital being priced properly. I think one of the major problems we've had yeah. is that it's been priced totally wrongly. And actually, an upside of cap of of, int of 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 capital being priced properly is that people will be inclined to pay it off so actually the bank the bank's balance sheets may change a bit in fact they may the, 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 they may struggle to get get uh, loans out actually if they're priced at seven or eight percent well wait and see let's be optimistic and see what happens there's one other thing, factor I want to raise William before we before we close this out and that is if you look at the cost base there mm. are lots and lots of elements of this cost base which are directly the responsibility of government. And mm. let's just take two mm. examples, one of which is energy policy, which is, mm. I think, entirely mad. I mean, it, the, the policy is to have very, 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 very expensive energy. I mean, that's, mm. po that's policy. Mm. And then you look at somewhere like in London. Mm. Uh, you know, you've got a cost of living crisis, and now you're going to mm. charge people £12.50 a day to get in their car. That's right. I mean, yes. I mean that's, that's policy. And, that, and if you... If you um, look at the, all the ways in which the state is no longer prepared to try and expand provision of public goods, but would rather just try and fine you or charge you or cost you out of demanding those public goods, that's also a contributing factor, the, 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 the disablement of, of our state. I agree. I agree. And actually, just to finish there, I think um, some of this is downstream of public opinion in the end. And actually, I've, I've noticed a, a marked shift in people's um, uh, appreciation of, of, uh, of, of net zero policy. And actually, for as long as for as long as for as long as as just stop oil, uh, get out onto the streets and block the roads. I, I tweeted uh, recently that um, just stop oil's activities actually couldn't be better at destroying their own case. I mean, it's actually ludicrous. People are really fed up with it. So. Uh, may get some more sensible policy down the line. Oh, William, it sounds as though you're saying we get the government we deserve. I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Never. I've never argued that. Anyway, <laughs> right. we'll try try our best uh, in the long run to, to replace them. Thank you. Okay, cheers. cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.